Stand by for action. Greenville, I am calling battle station. Anything can happen in the next hour. To episode 506 of the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show. My name's Armitage, and over the course of the next hour, I'll be bringing you music that you should hear on the radio, but don't. One, two, three, four. It's definitely true what they say, that the older you get, the faster time passes you by. We're all at school for what seems like 25 years, but as soon as we're out in the real world with all the trappings of adulthood, suddenly you're old and that album that you thought only came out three or four years ago is celebrating some milestone reissue. I was surprised, then again after reading Alvin Gibbs' book on the making of the UK sub's last full-length album, Zizo, I shouldn't have been that jet guitarist with the subs for the last 10 years has tendered his resignation 10 years i think the first time i saw jet with the subs it was down at the rose and crown in crawley in november 2008 i can't believe i didn't see him with them earlier must have done rose and crown was probably my first live recording of them uh, i wish i bothered go and see him up at the 100 club now the day after the dam played the royal albert hall to see jet's final gig a replacement has been found in the shape and form of Steve Strawn, who currently plays with the Angelic Upstarts. So I'm not sure if he's going to continue with the Upstarts, but Steve couldn't play with the subs last weekend due to the bands having gigs that clash, so Tony Feedback stood in. The UK subs have just released a brand new single. No, not the Pledge 7-inch, which I failed to order, but the first ever known studio recording by them from the summer of 1977. The lineup at this time consisted obviously of Charlie Harper with Richard Anderson on guitar, Steve Slack on bass and Rob Harper, no relation, on drums. The track in question, or the tracks, are a cover of John Presley's I Could Be You and the soon-to-be subs classic I Live In A Car. Only 500 of these beauties have been pressed up, unfortunately. Uh, even with me ordering mine half an hour after they went on sale last Friday, Mr Postman has not delivered my copy yet. I'm sure it will arrive today, just after I finish this week's show, and I've hit the upload button. So instead, imagine a black and white film of a man's pair of hands at a potter's wheel making a vase.
Right, that's enough imagining. Here's the UK subs and sick Velveteen from Yellow Leader. playing the single Sans Postman. Since we last spoke, well, I spoke and you listened, I've been to a couple of gigs that have been jaw-droppingly good. Last Friday, yeah, I know that was sort of technically before last week's episode, but when I recorded said show, I hadn't listened to the results of my recordings. I've not seen the Torellas since April last year at the Hope and Anchor. In the interim, they've acquired a new drummer and vocalist. Robbie Tart has left to be replaced by vocalist guitarist Stevie Dorella and drumming powerhouse Bistarella. With Friday being the first time after several failed attempts I would have seen this new lineup live when I supported the Super Suckers at the Islington Academy. As well as the Hope and Anchor, I've previously seen them at the Borderline, Barfly and the 100 Club, the settings of which are akin to being Pete Murphy in a Maxwell Tapes Break the Sound Barrier TV advert. Or, if you're not old enough to remember the advert, let alone tapes, or Pete Murphy for that matter, stand behind a jet engine and you'll get the same results. However, when a band plays a bigger stage, a bigger, clearer PA, any indiscretions are quite literally amplified. But also, they can amplify how good you are. During the Dorellas cover of Be My Baby, I realised that they fell into the latter because they were bleeding well good in a drop everything and I'm in plans to see them live kind of way, he says hypocritically. As when the Dorellas next play London on the 29th of July at the Hope and Anchor, I'll be seeing the Hit Priest's 10th anniversary London gig instead of watching Luca Dorella, Johnny Ramoming, Timmy Dorella, the love child of Sid Vicious and French mime artists Marcel Marceau's Bit the Clown, pogoing and gurning like his life, depending on it. And with no disrespect to uh, Robbie or Seb Dorella, but Stevie and Bish feet, they fit like a glove, which just happens to be of the boxing variety, delivering that knockout blow. 
beforehand it come to light that super suckers were rumored to be playing a country set with much mutterings including yours truly of we want our friday night rock afterwards as we reassembled the mutterings were of well that worked admittedly the band's last album holding the bag which they are currently touring to promote was of that persuasion along with that uh, must have been high but the rock songs eddie countryfied worked really well he looked happy relaxed and most importantly of all in good health but for those of you who crave some rocking and rolling super sucker styly here's the evil powers of rock and roll from the album of the same name <laughs> Yeah. 
second jaw-droppingly good band was Michael Munro up at the Indigo 2 as part of Saturday's Stone Free Festival. Now, I've been seeing Mr Munro in his various guises since I first saw Hanoi Rocks at the Fulham Greyhound on the 15th of December 1982, which uh, was the day after I first saw The Damned at the Marquee, uh, although I always claim to have seen them earlier, don't tell anyone. Uh, strange as it may seem, I've always preferred Michael's work outside of Hanoi. Demolition 23 is a fine example, along with, obviously, his last three solo albums. However, it is in the live arena that Michael Munro comes into his own. Aided and abetted by Sammy Yaffa, Steve Conte, Carl Rockfist and Rich Jones, Michael tour holes in the Indigo 2 faster than they could appear in a Swiss football shirt. The Squirrel and I had positioned ourselves at opposite ends of the barrier. I was in front of Rich and she was on Steve's side, so we could collectively not miss a thing. I'm not sure why the band was so good. We did later learn that they had no sound check, which is an unusual in these circumstances. So maybe having to overcome that, coupled with their normal sense of delivering the goods, I'll just push them over that, you know, just a little bit more. Who knows? But speaking to a learned and respective classic rock journalist after Michael's set, we weren't alone in thinking that the band had rocked above and beyond. It's here. Well, it's not about it, for all you to protest this motherfuckers. Get the man! <laughs> you know, <laughs> that hot's on them off street. Third band that topped my jaw-droppingly good run of bands 
was Saturday's Stone Free Festival headliners, Alice Cooper. I've only seen Mr Cooper a few times. I think the last was at Hammersmith Odin in July 2000. So it's about time I caught up with him again. Past experience made me well aware that Alice puts on a cracking show. Snakes, Frankenstein, monsters and the guillotine. Of course, it would all be second-rate horror pantomime if it wasn't for the songs. But I just was blown away with how perfectly everything fitted together. We even had Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton fighting each other on stage before running off to book a room. Now, I think it would be insulting for me to mention the classic Cooper songs that were played because you've not got if you've not got an inkling what they could possibly be, you're obviously listening to the wrong show. Towards the end of the main set was a four-song tribute to Keith Moon, in the shape of Pinball Wizard, Jimi Hendrix's Fire, David Bowie's Suffragette City, and the Ace of Spades for Lemmy, which was sung by bassist Chuck Garrick. into super producer Andy Brook at the bar, kill surprise, where we had a quick catch-up, where I complained that Team Rock Radio still hadn't offered me a slot for the Paranological Rock Show. Sunday morning, I had a quick squeeze at Facebook where I discovered that for the next couple of weeks, they're playing back-to-back music as a prelude to a relaunch, meaning that some DJs at the station, their services are no longer required. As much as I rag on about Team Rock Radio, I wouldn't wish unemployment on anyone and hope we will all be hearing from them in some capacity soon. Andy, on the other hand, is busying himself producing the new Bridget West and the Desperate Hopefuls pledge album, which is hovering around the 75% mark, with about six weeks left to pledge. If you need convincing in parting with your hard-earned cash, here's permanent ink from the yet untitled second Bridget West and the Desperate Hopefuls album. (laughs) 
Your absence made me stronger on unlikely remedy. Well, look what my I'm still under your skin, and now you've Festival, we enter another one next weekend, which is the beast that is Slugfest 9 at the Dolls House Arboretary. I know I pronounced that wrong, and it's in English in Wales. It's a three day affair starting on Friday, that's the first of July, and finishing obviously on the Sunday. Here's who's playing Friday The Gunties, The Setbacks, Desvalto, Des, Pizza Tramp, The Lash, Angry Itch, Crow Sort, The Chuck Norris Experiment. One Saturday, uh, the Bay City Reuters, Smiler, Bag of Bones, Trackstar, Forward Stroke, Porn Star, Trigger McPoop, Shoot, Cyanide, We Came From Ashes, Since Perry, Snake Invasion, Doom Child, Grandmother Suplex, The Breakdowns, Born to Destruct, Brassic, Brassic, Don Einstein, The Sick Livers, The Barstool Preachers, Chuck Norris Experiment Set 2, The Hit Priest, Razorbats. Sunday, the acoustic slug. Waterfront buskers, Matt Vest team, the scrumpy swillers, barfly boogie boys, the effing jackpots, the empty res, old Samuel, the chuckies, Chuck Norris experiment set three. And uh, finishing things off, Baz Francis from Magic 8 Ball. Unfortunately, God, I can't read. Unfortunately, can't read, can't spell. What am I doing? <laughs> I can't make it. Even with the offer from Uber Rocks, Dom Daly putting me up and showing me some Welsh hospitality, which will probably mean that every time I walk into his kitchen or front room, he'd start talking in Welsh. You're probably wondering how much the tickets are going to set you back. Nothing. 
Zilch, nada, it's free. Any money that's collected over the three days will be going to the Macmillan Cancer Support and the North Gwent Cardiac Rehabilitation Centre, links to which can be found on the Slugfest 9 Facebook page. Just to get those of you going in the mood and the rest of us jealous, here's the Chuck Norris Experiment and Black Leather from their latest studio album, Right Between the Eyes, which will be swiftly followed by the Razorbacks and the kids of the 70s from their debut album Camp Rock, who fortunately I will be seeing as they're playing the pipeline on Friday. With Magic 8-Ball, featuring the aforementioned Baz Francis, finishing this three-song segmentation with Keep Me Out of the Sunlight from the band's third album, Richest Man in the Graveyard. I need a drink.
the monkey on my back Take me back To what's been seen On your plastic silver screen That won't do jack And where you've been It's a wonder that you've seen Anything With what's outside It's no wonder that you hide But it's not far From where you are With the skeletons dancing in your closet tonight The bones upon your flowers won't you left me plenty of time to put the Tesco food shopper away. A couple of weeks ago, Captain Sensible posted a couple of photographs of the damned walking across the zebra crossing outside Abbey Road Studios and a short selfie video of studio number two where the damned were recording a 3D version of I Just Can't Be Happy Today. No doubt this will be released around the time of the 40th anniversary of New Road. Yeah, I don't ask me what a 3D version will sound like. But here, for your listening delectation... It's a 7-inch DJ promo version of I Just Can't Be Happy Today. The only distinguishable difference between the promo and the regular 7-inch, apart from the edit, obviously, uh, is the words DJ promo scratched into the runoff. For years and years, I was sliding out records looking for an A-label with DJ promo printed on it. Uh, It took Mick the Mod to flog it to me because he needed to raise some cash for a mortgage before I got my hands on one. Of course, in this digital age, Big Beat released it on Marvelous, The Best of the Damned, in 
former damned drummer Ratscapist currently twirls his sticks in the mutants whose new album Your Desert Mind is out in September or October depending on which Facebook thread you read but you knew all that already however the band technically have just issued a mini album called Time for a Drink well when I say mini album it actually has 14 tracks but most of them doubled up in the form of death pop remixes and i say technically because the album isn't available as a product by the mutants on itunes but by chris constanantu paul frazier and judy nylon to be honest i didn't enjoy it as much as the two tracks from your desert mind i've heard still interesting but if it wasn't for the rap factor i don't think i would have bought it Chris Constanantu, Paul Fraser, and Judy Nylon, aka the Mutants and Mohammed Ali. With the news that Jerry Only, Glenn Danzig, and Wolfgang von Frankenstein were playing Riot Fest in Denver and Chicago, I thought when the Misfits Friday the 13th EP landed in my inbox last week that it was this lineup that would feature on it. Obviously, 
it's not, as it's uh, Jerry only, Eric Arts and Jerry Catherine Jr. You know I was pronouncing wrong, but who cares? Uh, they do, probably. Uh, the, the Misfits without Glenn don't sound so much like the Ramones with Dave Vanian on vocals anymore. Something that wasn't lost on them as when Glenn quit the band in 1983, they contemplated asking Vanian to join just to piss Dan Zig off. Anyway, here's Nightmare on Elm Street from the aforementioned Friday the 13th EP. Another Dan reference, I think. <laughs> mood uh, i'm gonna finish this week's show off with richie ramone and a brand new track in the shape and form of i fix this from the cellophane album which is due out on the 5th of august as far as i can make out it's only available to pre-order on the u.s version of itunes richie ramone is heading back to the uk in november so no doubt it'll be available by then i'm still gayed that the uk didn't feature on marky ramone's european tour especially as captain poon was playing guitar with him Something to eat Whoa, whoa, yeah, yeah I fixed this 
Right, that's your lot. Once again, thank you for taking the time to tune in. See you next week. This has been episode 506 of the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show. My name, as always, is Armitage. Mm-hmm.